Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. All right, welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, season nine, episode 223. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Parikh. And this week we have a new sponsor. This episode Woo-hoo! is brought to you by our friends at Green Melon. Green Melon is an amazing marketing agency. Stay tuned to our mid episode ad roll to hear a little bit more about them, but they're good friends and uh, great people. So you should check them out. So I, I like ripe melons too. Green yeah. I mean, those are good and too. Ripe melons. They're yeah. All well, good. or all watermelons are that are ripe when they're green. Yeah. I wish I could eat watermelon. I'm allergic to watermelons now. It's very really? sad. Oh, yeah. Man. It's very, very sad. I'm very sorry to hear that. I well, listen, totally... uh, in this episode, uh, this is a little bit different episode. Okay. So there's a lot going on in the world and the technology community has a lot to say about it and a lot to do with what's happening in Ukraine. So uh, before the ad break, we're going to talk about that and and what's going on with the different uh, technologies related to uh, the crisis in Ukraine. And then uh, after the ad break, we're going to get kind of back to our normal stuff. Uh, We've got Weird and Wacky coming at you. And of course, Tech Rex, because everybody loves the Tech Rex. So everybody loves the Tech Rex. Yeah, let's uh, let's dive into it, man. There's some there's some good ones here. Uh, Interesting, uh, some some heavy, but but really important, good articles. So to start out with, uh, Ukraine turns to NFTs for war funding after raising $46 million in cryptocurrency. This is a pretty fascinating approach to uh, yeah. to raising funds in the in the midst of a crisis, right? I, I think this one, you know, that uh, extension that we talked about before, this one should not make these NFTs turn into silly JPEGs. Um, mm. This is like legit. Let's do this, right? Like, let's uh, help support kind of what they're doing and, and kind of protecting themselves. So, yeah. Um, Fascinating that they're turning to a lot of these um, digital currency technologies to be able to uh, fund their efforts to protect themselves. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, it's yeah. an easy way for money to change hands. Uh, you know, we talked, I think, last episode about, you know, can Russia avoid sanctions using, you know, different cryptocurrencies? I think the answer is probably not. But, you know, this is a really fascinating way for them to approach it. And and obviously, they're, I mean, I, I even saw there was an NFT donated to them. I think it was worth like $200,000. So, I mean, wow. people wow. are really kind of coming out and supporting digitally, yeah. uh, which is, which is fascinating. So the, the speed of all of this uh, is, is the thing that I think is fascinating, right? Like the financial system has uh, sped up over time. Like mm-hmm. you remember back in the, the eighties and nineties, like you cash a check and it'd be like a week or two or something <laughs> like that. Right. Before it got yeah. cash. Yeah. Like a legit now yeah. it's, it's days. Yeah. Um, but yeah. there's other things like, you know, now you've got like things like Zelle mm-hmm. where you can transfer money between accounts in, in just minutes. Yeah. Um, which is fascinating. The next fascinating story. And this is like, Oh, we talked about this before. And now it's so interesting to see how this turns on a dime to be like, Oh, wait, now we all think this is useful. Yeah. So the teen who tracked Elon Musk's jet turns his attention to Russian oligarchs. So he is now tracking the jets and aircraft of Russian oligarchs and seeing where they're taking off and landing. I kind of love it. Yeah, and I it's a love it. it's a Twitter account you can follow. So if you want to know, you know, where the Russian oligarchs are traveling or at least where their property, you know, their their you know, boats and planes are traveling. Yeah. You can, you can know, I guess. Um, yeah. So, and it's, it's, it's boats too, right? Yeah. It's helicopters yeah. and planes, but is it also, it's also boats, yeah, boats too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super interesting. I feel like this kid, uh, is just lining himself up to, to get a really good gig. 
um, at all at the end of this. I mean, like, this whole thing of like, I want a Tesla to stop tracking Elon Musk's plane. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, that's, I feel like that's shooting low. That's now. small potatoes now. No, yeah. I think you should ask for a couple million dollar yacht. You know, if you want me to stop tracking you, just hand over a couple million dollar yacht. It'd be cool. No big deal. So, <laughs> couple couple yeah. million dollar yacht. Yeah. I want him to track uh, Bezos's uh, super yacht. I, I, I want to know where that thing's going. Man, yeah. that's well, it's not even built yet. I don't think. And that the well, one, no, that's yeah, gotta, it's got to get out under the bridge. So uh, under the uh, bridge, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, speaking of bridges and, and uh, maps, I guess. Uh, so Google turns off maps feature in Ukraine that inadvertently showed Russia's invasion. So um, that, you know, it was showing. I guess a lot of data that could be problematic uh, for some people to have their hands on. So they turned it off, which I guess is a good thing. I, I never, I, got, I don't know that I ever really would have thought of that. You know, like, let's track this thing real time on Google Maps. But yeah, yeah. You know. um, I don't know if we, uh, we might not have tagged this story, but um, there was also a story about um, Elon Musk and, uh, the the whole uh, the Starlink internet service. Oh yeah, which is the only thing that's available in certain areas, mm -hmm. and how there is concern that um, the Russians are using that to be able to track and target people because that might be the only communication infrastructure available mm. in certain places. Um, yeah. And I think that's very similar to what we're seeing here with um, you know maps being able to track the speed of congestion and things like that mm -hmm. on these highways mm -hmm. and it gives basically an invading army like this uh a roadmap not not to use the pun there but um a roadmap as to where the people are and where to attack and so yeah um you know we we saw this a while ago when we were talking about uh was it a, a Stra strava strava the strava the, yeah mm -hmm. strava the yeah. exercise thing that was showing where um, special uh, military members, special were. forces yeah. were exercising. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they're running like the perimeter. They're running the perimeter of the base. So our enemies right. could see the perimeter of the base. Right. Exactly. Or, right. or the they were running base. in certain places yeah. uh, on the beach and yeah. basically making themselves targets because nobody yeah. else was doing that. Right. Um, yeah. and so it's, it's really fascinating that this, this melding and, and bringing data together and exposing real world things has these unintended consequences, but really I think we've does. talked about that so many times before. It really does, yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, Western allies agree to expel some Russian banks from SWIFT payments system. We talked about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago that this might come true, and mm -hmm. it looks like it's happening. Mm -hmm. um, and not all the banks, but enough of them. So I, I don't know. I feel there's, there's going to be a lot of economic pain, and I think we've already yeah. seen that the ruble... Is down to like pennies, yeah. fractions of a penny in yeah. terms of value. Yeah, um, yeah, it's That's it's crazy. really interesting. I think there's a lot of discussion happening around this where uh, countries are must you know should be on notice that if they do any kind of military action like this that is disapproved of by the rest of the world, that yeah, they might not come and fight you. But they are going to cripple you economically. Yeah. Um, and you really better be sure that you want to go through with this thing. Yeah. It's it's uh it's it's a commitment if you want to go that route, and probably not a very good one. So yeah, and this uh, and this is hurting people all over, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hurting a lot of Russians that some of them don't even agree with this action, and so yeah. they they're getting uh, hurt financially yeah. as well. Absolutely. Well, uh, so next article, um, again, just two more talking about tech and, and, and what's going on there, and then we'll we'll get to normal stuff. But uh, 
heartbreaking. Airbnb CEO promises free housing for Ukraine's refugees. I mean, I, I gotta tell you, man, Airbnb continually steps to the plate yep. and helps the world community. And I am, I am over and over and over again impressed Yep. by how they do that and how quickly they go about it. It's it's yep. really fantastic. So. I, and that's not just because uh, they're setting up their East Coast hub in Atlanta with us here. But, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. we might have had yeah. something to do with it. I'm they haven't told us that we didn't have something. Yeah, to do with they it. didn't let us know. So yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that it's probably because, because they didn't us. say we didn't have something to yeah. do with it. We must have had something Obviously. to do with it. Obviously. Um, yeah. and, and it's good to see companies like this that are doing the right thing that are setting up shop here uh, here in Atlanta. But. Um, I, I, yeah, I am impressed. Like they, they went through a spate of bad news and, mm -hmm. and we talked about a lot of that bad news back in the day where, um, people were, you know, taking these Airbnbs and trashing them and mm -hmm. like all kinds of bad stuff was happening. Um, and I feel like they've done a really good job of, of listening to that feedback and those complaints and those issues and try to handle them. Like yeah. you're never going to be perfect. No, um, no there's no, no way, is. right? Like, yeah. You're dealing with this big company and all these people that you don't actually manage or control or anything else like that. And I think time and time again, we've said it on this podcast, people do dumb things. Um, <laughs> you get enough Present people together. And, excluded. <clears throat> so, well, yeah, yeah, mostly, I guess. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I might do some dumb things. But here's something that's not dumb. And this is almost a weird and wacky, but it's kind of a weird and awesome. Uh, no need to declare captured Russian tanks other equipment of invaders as income. You heard that right. So if you're in Ukraine and you capture uh, some foreign armies uh, equipment, uh, you're not going to have to pay tax on that. Um, like that's your patriotic duty. You get to do that tax free. Uh, I kind of love this. It's I mean, it, so it's, funny. it's really it's 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 a really interesting choice to make in the midst of all of this, like to declare yeah, that, yeah. right? Like. Whoever, hey, let's talk about tax policy in the middle yeah. of an invasion. Whoever How thought, are we going to treat this stuff? Yeah, whoever thought to do that? I mean, it, but it's kind of, it's, it's, it, but it encourages the populace to like, hey, go capture that tank over there. Like, that's like, yeah. okay. Like, it might not it, have even ever occurred to them. Like, well, let's it, just go capture In, the tank. in case you need a little bit of tax incentive. If you need uh, some to incentive. Go do this, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that'll do it. it. This episode of Tech Talk Y'all is brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. We love talking about technology on this podcast. But it can be tough to navigate all of the changing tech trends if you want to keep your business relevant. And that's exactly what Green Melon helps with. Their team is your go-to resource for all things digital marketing, everything from business websites, social media, content marketing, data, and everything in between. You know, and Sanjay, I've known Green Melon, I've known Mickey for years and years and years. They've got a great team of great people. They're very talented. They're excellent designers. They're excellent technologists. And, and I know from personal experience that they do a really great job on the work that they do. I'm sure they're uh, a lot better at designing than I am. I, I'm, I can barely use Photoshop <laughs> myself. So um, that's awesome to know that they're out there and they exist. They've also got a bunch of free resources on their website to keep you informed on everything digital. Just visit greenmelonmedia.com slash y'all. And, and you know how to spell y'all, right? It's Y-A-L-L -L, uh, to check it out. No apostrophe when you're putting in that URL, by the way. That's right. Greenmelonmedia.com slash y'all. Check it out today. All right. So now getting to non-world related tech news. Uh, Google will ask employees to spend three days a week in the office starting April 4th. And I would add a subtext line. 
in a move that is profoundly tone deaf and wrong would be like, yeah. that's, that's like, come on, man. Like, I think this is a bad idea. Can we get past bad this conversation idea. of these companies trying to force people? It's not going to work. It's not going to go well. This convert, this, this whole debate is over. It's done. I think you can ask employees to come in one day a week, maybe two, but there is no way at this point you can legitimately say you have to be there th the majority of your week. Like that seems, yeah. that seems like an unreasonable request I, to me I, at this point. So it's interesting. I think this is, it's, it's a weird, it's an interesting balance and, and there's challenges and struggles on both sides of this. I think from the company's perspective, they're very concerned about how much money they've spent on these offices. And yep. they're like, man, we need to fill this place up with yep. bodies. We need people working. Yep. What's interesting is, is that I talked to somebody just recently that started a new job uh, in 2020 and just last November met their team for the first time in person. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how it's it's so hard to kind of have that connection. It's nice to see people in person. And I've actually mused about that as well of like, you know, I wonder if the other thing that is is problematic for companies is that if you're working at a place where you're not building those personal relationships, I think it becomes a lot easier for you to quit and leave your job and go mm. someplace else. Whereas if you're at a place where you have friendships, really, um, it might not prevent you from leaving, but it makes you like it's a, a little, little more bit painful. of a second thought. It's right? painful, yeah, really. it's a little yeah. bit of a hump. OK, um, yeah. So I, I wonder that. what the motivation is exactly. I worry though the motivation is more of like, oh, we've got a big building, we need to fill it up. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just it just feels it feels very tone deaf to me. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, next up, Uber's Explore tab aims to create new excuses to go out. Uh, the subtext here is uh, also we need to ramp up revenue, so we're going to try to figure out places for you to go. Or also called. Uber wants to become Yelp. Why didn't they just buy Yelp? Like, I like that's really <laughs> like, that's really that's what true. this is, right? Yeah, I mean, you're like, right. They, they've got like a little recommendation engine. Oh, you want to go out to eat? Oh, okay. You can buy tickets apparently through the, through this new tab now, like buy, uh -huh. I don't know, tickets to something. Um, and I think maybe make some, some <laughs> dinner reservations. Tickets possibly. to something. Yeah. Okay. Tickets to something. Yeah. Uh, tickets to something.com, you know, just go ahead and sign up. And, um, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I don't know. I, like, does anybody really want to spend more time in the Uber app? I mean, really? Like, does that, is that a thing? Like, I don't, I don't yeah, have that, any desire. Uh, that's uh, not really a thing that I've thought about uh, mm -hmm. on any random day of like, huh, I haven't been to the Uber app in a while. I need to yeah. do that. But by the way, tickets to something.com is available. Uh, so <laughs> any of our listeners that might want to uh, launch a, a new service, I, I, I yeah. think this is one we're going to pass on and not yeah. buy this domain. Listen, uh, I think here's Adam the, and I have enough to do right now. Here's the business idea. Okay. You, okay. You, yeah. You yeah. stand up tickets to something.com and somebody goes in there and they buy a ticket, but they don't know what it's a ticket to. So for it's a it's, set amount of dollars. And uh -huh. then, they, then you randomly assign tickets and like, maybe it's a museum or maybe it's a symphony or maybe it's a this or maybe, like, it's a, it's a surprise. It's like it's, a surprise. So ticket. basically you have invented chat roulette <laughs> for tickets. Yes. That's basically what you've done. Yes. That's and then, and then layer two is I don't have anybody to go with. And, and so it pairs you up with and somebody randomly. And then it becomes a dating app. Oh, <laughs> we just created the world's best dating app. Tickets to something.com. Somebody go build that. I, I, I wonder if Mickey and team over at Green Melon are going to buy tickets to something.com. They should buy tickets to something.com. I like yeah, that a lot. All right. So 
Moving on, uh, Amazon. Amazon opens <laughs> first. Amazon. Did you just to say Amazon. Amazon? I, I can't. Amazon? Speak. <laughs> I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> Amazon opens first Whole Foods equipped with cashierless technology. So we've talked about this before, like where you can walk in and you put your stuff in a cart and you just walk out and it's done. <laughs> I love it. And yeah. now, now there's going to be a Whole Foods that it, exists. You know, for this I, where you can spend more of your money. I, I think there's going to be like a, like for so many things, there's going to be like this break in like, if you're older than this age and if you're younger than this age, yes. like the people yeah. that are younger than this mm -hmm. age are like, yeah, that's fine. All the people that are older than this age are going to be like, I freaking feel like I'm shoplifting. Out. Oh, they're going to yeah, be freaking I, I out. I feel man. like I'm oh, shoplifting yeah. by oh, doing yeah. this because that's what this feels like to me. Yeah. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm going to go into a store like even at Costco, yeah. they, they like you even you check out and then there's and a person at the ticket. door yeah. checking your receipt. And I don't really think they check the receipt. Some of those, co some, you know, it's interesting. So the Costco workers, apparently they have to verify like only one or two things on the list. So like, okay, they pick, I, I forget how it works, but like they pick just one or two of the things on the receipt. It's a spot check. Yeah. Like, oh, is this on the receipt? Yes. It's in the cart. Okay. So I'm not sure how that helps with theft because you'd think there'd just be extra things in the cart, not missing right. things in the cart. Yeah. But for whatever reason, that's how they do it. So because I feel like they check the receipt first and then look at the cart, whereas yeah. then they should be looking at the cart and then finding it on the receipt. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because if works. you're yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So anyways. Eh, anyway. Uh but but yeah, uh Amazon's gonna let you uh basically shoplift shop because they're gonna figure out a way you to get to shoplift for money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whereas Facebook is doing something totally different uh, than letting you shoplift, uh, they want to have you hold your next meeting in VR because Zoom calls and video calls are just not good why enough. Why would you want to look at somebody's face when you can look at their avatar in 3D? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, like that seems dumb. No, I don't really want to do I that. I don't want to do that either. So, yeah. yeah. And the other I problem is like, like yeah. at least on Zoom, like you can, I can see your face. Like I can see right. your facial expression. If we're in a 3D boardroom, like your avatar just has like a little smile on. Like that's it. Like there's no, <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah. You, you know, like, well, I mean, look, there are some good things with that because then, you know, if you say something that I'm going to do a hard eye roll on, you won't see me doing a hard eye roll on it. So maybe, the, maybe there's, uh, maybe it's good. I'm pretty sure I'll see you that I'll see it in my, in my mind's eye. I can be like, oh, I know Sanjay well enough to know I got an eye roll out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure that's how that'll work. But yeah, I mean, listen, I, we've talked about this lots of times. Like the, the, the metaverse is coming. I get it. There are going to be collaborative meetings in the metaverse. Yes, it's going to happen. I don't, I still don't think it's anywhere close at this moment. Uh, it's just not, the technology is not there. But but there will come a point where it is. And and okay, when it does, I'll grab the glasses and I'll put them on. But for now, I'm good. You know what I think is going to prevent all of this is the fact that it's still called the metaverse. And that just sounds too nerdy for 99% mm. of the population to use Fair it. Point. Because most people are like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do the metaverse. Yeah, because um, we don't talk on, on digital video chats, right? We talk on right. Zooms, right? right? Zoom is easy. Kindergartners can say Zoom. Digital video chats, a whole different ballgame, right? So- <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna go. be virtual conference or something like that, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Three dimensional immersive virtual conference. All right, but speaking of the metaverse, even in the metaverse, you can't escape the tax man. I mean, I guess obviously, unless you have a tank, in which case 
per our previous articles, you can escape right. the tax man. But yeah, but in the metaverse, you cannot temporarily. escape the tax man. Well, so what's <laughs> what's this one about? So uh, I, I guess it's that old. Uh, I, was it Benjamin Franklin? Death and taxes. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, OK, here's the shocking thing. This story is about Second Life, which I'm sorry, that's that, been around. Forever. That's still a thing. Yeah. OK. It launched in 2003. So we're coming up on 20 years. Wow. Of Second Life. They still have nearly a million monthly active users. That's insane. Like the only time I got to tell you, the only time that I remember seeing somebody play with Second Life was when they used it on the TV show, The Office. Yeah. And I feel Dwight like was I in there. Yeah. Right. Like that's the only time. That's I the only time I've ever seen it. Jim, Jim created his avatar and it had a guitar. Apparently yeah. He could play guitar in Second Life. Yeah. And, and fly around and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, so apparently there was a uh, a Supreme Court uh, decision. Was it Supreme Court? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Supreme Court decision uh, saying that yeah, um, they basically need to start collecting taxes based on locations and stuff okay. Like that. So they're going to start collecting sales tax and passing that on to players and collecting all of that stuff. So if you thought you were going to run away to the metaverse. And do you run away free. to the metaverse or do you just put on a headset? I think and you, you just run, I think you run into the metaverse. You can't go away to it. You go into it, right? Is that the, but you don't actually even run. You just sit stationary yeah. and just put on a headset. So Maybe you're not even running. You dive you're sitting in, into the, in, uh, sit into the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to enter into the metaverse, right? Yeah. By sitting. You still, you still but, can't. Yeah. You, can't you still have to pay tax your taxes. Money. So you can't avoid that. Yeah. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right. So uh, this week we're a little light on weird and wacky, but we do have one that is entertaining. Uh, Sanjay, what do, what do you have for us? Yeah. So apparently the uh, gold bar stolen from a 1746 shipwreck returned to France from the U.S. after decades long investigation. I don't know why it took them decades. I mean, what's so hard about this? Like, you know, they're gold bars. It was a shipwreck from France. I mean, give them back, I guess. Uh, what's really creepy about it is like the, the photo when you go to the article. Yeah. Like it shows the gold bars and they're like these cool older gold bars that aren't like perfectly formed. But right Ingots. at the top of the photo, there's just, you know, the top half of a human skull, which I find very disconcerting. So yeah, um, I don't, yeah, that's, not a big fan of that. I don't like, you know, I'm going to have a nightmare now with gold bars and skulls, but you know, it's cool, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, apparently, apparently the, uh, the gold bars made a appearance, uh, in the, uh, TV show antiques roadshow back in 1999. Hmm. Um, when a woman presented the ingots and pieces of Chinese porcelain claiming they were found off the coast of Africa. Uh, but yeah, crazy. Apparently years later they resurfaced and then this whole thing happened. And, uh, I guess the French government was like, wait a minute. That's ours. Give That's it back ours. now. Yeah. And, uh, I guess it took them some time to figure out the provenance. You like that word provenance, uh, <laughs> man, you got uh, fancy with that. I, I did get very, I, cause I saw, uh, antiques roadshow and it's like, oh, I got to get all, you got to get fancy. Yeah. You got to talk about the patina and the provenance, right? So <laughs> I've watched so those they shows. Out, I know what's yeah. up. I can use I, the lingo. I, I watch antiques roadshow every now and again. I'm like, do I have any of this stuff in my house? And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I can I don't, use that lingo. Have, so I don't have any stuff. 
All right, Sanjay, Tech Rec time. What do you have for us today? So a while ago, it's been quite a while now, I was lamenting on Twitter about not having a CRM, a, a customer relationship manager, really a PRM, a personal relationship manager that did what I needed it to do. So my here's my issue. I know a lot of people and more importantly, a lot of people know me. But I don't feel like I do a good job of making sure I keep in touch with people because, you know, we all do it, right? You get busy with life and then you just kind of forget. And then all of a sudden you realize it, it's been three years since I've talked to this person. Uh, and that's not good because now I don't know what they've been doing for three years. So I've been on a hunt for a PRM for myself for a while. So there is a new company, a relatively new company uh, called Dex. Uh, the website is get dex, which is short from rolodex.com. Mm. Uh, there's actually a, uh, referral link in the show notes. Uh, so if you use that, I think you get hooked up and, and so do I, but, um, I'm pretty impressed by this impressed so much that I actually went ahead and prepaid for a year of the service. What? Like, it's, it's a big lift for me to pay for services like this. Yeah. Um, and so here's the things that I think they do really well. One, it hooks into your Gmail. Uh, and when it hooks into your Gmail, it does not, it takes like the minimum amount of information that it needs. So it does not see your email bodies. It mm. only sees the headers. So it looks at who you're contacting. It keeps track of when the last time you contacted people are. And then in there, you can set and say like, Hey, this person, I want to make sure that I contact and talk to them at least once every three months. Right. Uh, and then every day you've got a list. And it'll tell you like who you need to be in touch with okay. because you haven't talked to them in X period of time. Okay. Um, it does a lot of other interesting things as well. Like uh, you, there's a graph view of it and you can see like who knows each other based on the emails that you've sent. Um, and they also have a pretty public, pretty transparent uh, feature request system. And it looks like they're going to be adding a lot of great features, like even tracking WhatsApp conversations and things like that. Nice. So, it's pretty impressive. Okay. I think I've been talking to the founder a lot um, and giving feature requests because I've been thinking about this space for a long time because there has just never been a tool. Now, don't get me wrong. The tool is not perfect. Right. Um, it, when I started using it, there were a lot of issues and that's why I've held off for recommending it. Like on the mobile app, uh, I had problems when I was scrolling through the list that the same name would keep popping up multiple, multiple times and take over my entire list. Um, so it was a display bug. They have fixed that. They've been pretty responsive on a lot of these things. Um, so I'm pretty impressed. And, and that's why I kind of pulled the trigger and went ahead and paid for it. So man, that's um, fantastic. if you're, if you're concerned about like your own personal contacts, it doesn't have to be business. It could be just, you know, personal, or it could be a mix of both of them and you can group contacts as well. Um, which I've done as well to make sure that I remember, you know, how do I know groups or make sure that I see a group of people and now I want to reach out to them. Hmm. Uh, I can pull them up easily. So anyways, okay. get dex.com. Check it out. Uh, I am a big fan now. And that's fantastic. All right. Yeah. I love that. What about you, Adam? What do you got for us this week? So I'm going to re-recommend. Uh, I recommended this back in episode 46, but it's been quite some time since then. So I'm going to re-recommend Duolingo. Uh, so, and interestingly enough, um, this was prompted by uh, one of the owners of our sponsor today, uh, Mickey from Green Melon. I was talking to him. And he was talking about how he was getting back into Duolingo and, you know, just feels like it's important to be learning a new language and just learning in general. 
And uh, it kind of reminded me that, you know, I need to get back into Mandarin and really start working on that again. And so Duolingo is a nice kind of gamified way of doing it. And you get, you know, XP and you get points and gems and whatever else along the way. And you can even uh, follow friends and see how they're doing in their journey as well. So um, it's a great way to just kind of have a fun downtime and learn a new language at the same time. So uh, Duolingo is what I'm going to recommend today. So that's uh, I need to I need to probably learn a new language or or maybe even get better at English. Yeah, I, why not? I, 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 <laughs> is, is, is there is there an English for English speakers? Yeah, that's called Grammarly. Grammarly.com uh, is what you want to use for that one. So, um, yeah, but uh but no, I think a new language is, it's good to stretch your brain, you know, like it's, it's always good to, good to Although maybe, maybe you need English for English speakers. Cause you almost mispronounced Amazon. I mean, earlier in the episode, that so. may have happened, but it's in all fairness, it's been a long week. So, you know, what are you going to do? It has so. been a long week. Uh, well, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at at Sanjay. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y or SanjayParik.com. What about you, Adam? Find me on Twitter at AJ Walker. Find me on my website at adamjwalker.com or uh, find me just walking around wearing a hat, being crazy. Is that is that because it's your last name? Walkers have to yeah. walk? Uh-huh. Yeah, I just walk. That's all I do. That's what I do. It's my jam. I wonder if that's how your family got their name, right? I kind of wonder the same thing, to be honest. Like, like, maybe we just, just walked, walked really far. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Did you say they walked weird? Well, I mean, that too. Maybe. Do, do, do.